Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Perfect. Welcome back, budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here alongside me, my partner on the airways, as always. It's Sarah Jones. Hey, Sarah. Hello, Nino. Welcome, welcome. Uh, as I do so very often, I want to check in with you. Where are you tuning in from? And how is the fifth wheel life, the the van? I guess it's hashtag like van life or something. How's that going? Um, well, we don't live in a van, so there there is hashtag van life for those that do. We we live in a um, a pretty large fifth wheel. Um, we just do hashtag RV life. So I'll just throw that out there. Hashtag RV living. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So it, um, it's, it's going well. You know, we learn something all the time, even though this has been now about a year and a half, um, for us in this lifestyle, I cannot believe, I know it's so cliche to say, but a year and a half already in this lifestyle. Um, we learn something new all the time. Um, it's, it's, I think that, you know, if I can share something with you and all the listeners that, you know, I think that sometimes we don't really experience life. We kind of let life get away from us. You know, we, we do become very busy and, and, um, we get so into our routines, you know, that sometimes we don't really see the, the learning opportunities or the growth opportunities. And with being a year and a half into this, it still feels new and we're still learning so much. And I feel like I view life so differently now. Um, so just, uh, that's where my mind is at today, just on really loving life and just being so thankful that I get to experience it in this way. Very cool. The attitude of gratitude. I love it. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see what's on the docket for today. You know, we'd like to get together. We like to peel back um, any of the taboo layerings of financial everything, right? Like <laughs> most people don't talk about their money. We're here to talk about your money. And, you know, I think today we want to talk a little bit about some good habits around getting organized with your finances. You know, I think we've spent a lot of time, uh, you know, whether it's answering listeners questions about um, the do's and don'ts with money. Uh, We talk about, uh, you know, different habits, good habits. Um, We talk about the importance of having a plan all the time, but sometimes there are things that we can actually be doing daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, that just kind of help us to manage our money well. And so I think today we wanted to talk a little bit about what are some of those things and when should I be doing them and why should I be doing them? Or So when, <laughs> you, why, how, that sort of thing. All the questions, all the questions. You know, it's so funny. I, I feel like every episode, maybe it's just the new thing. I just say, I love talking about this. Um, because it's true on every topic that we we talk about. One area that I find people maybe 
feel overwhelmed with or don't really know it's coming back to kind of like an execution piece, right? When do I do these things? When is the appropriate time? And when we're, we're really building our new money habits, right? And we're really working on who am I becoming? I'm, I'm want to change my financial health this year, right? And so when we look at all of those pieces, we have to put things into practice to make sure that we're not forgetting things, to make sure that we're planning ahead, to make sure that we're on top of it, that, that we're catching things before they become out of, out of control, right? And so I really love talking about when to manage our money and what tasks do we do at what periods of time and again, why that's important. So I think today, Nino, as you said, going to talk about kind of some daily, weekly, monthly, maybe bi-yearly and yearly things to go through. Awesome. Yeah. And there's so many places we could start. We could jump around. Uh, I'll try to like help us stay as logical as possible. So I guess we could start with daily. Um, When it comes to managing your money well, what, Mm. if anything, might you do daily? Mm. So this is interesting because um, before, and just as a little bit of Um, you know, insight to the listeners, Nino, you and I were talking about this before we actually hit record. And we kind of have some different points of view Mm -hmm. on what we do daily with our money. And it's not necessarily, I mean, some different points of view, but I I think we can break it down in what are good daily habits to have when managing our money? And what are maybe some detrimental daily habits to have with our money? And so it's not necessarily different points of view, but you, you focused on, you know, like these are things that we don't want to do daily. Right. And I'm more like, these are what I do daily and this is why. And so what I do, uh, if you don't mind, I'll start. What I do daily is I do check my bank account um, every day. Um, and I track my expenses if there were almost every day. And well, I was going to say, do I do? Do you want me to share why I do those things, or should we wait? Well, <laughs> hold on to that thought for just a second, right? Because to that end, I work with lots of clients who do the same thing, right? They're checking their their bank account daily. And as you said, we kind of talked before hitting the record button. And and one of the things I said before you shared any of that is I'm like, if you're checking your bank account daily, it's my humble opinion that it's a strong indicator that you don't have a plan and that you're not managing your money well. (laughs) And that was probably, I probably had to qualify that statement just a little bit. Typically... Not always, but typically when somebody's checking their bank account every single day, it's because that's how they're managing their money. They're waiting to see um, if certain things hit, whether that's income coming in or an expense going out. You know, they might kind of somewhat know, like, I know that I have Netflix set to my debit card. I just don't remember when that comes out. Has that hit yet? Let me check today. Um, when I'm checking, do I have enough money to put gas in the car? Do I have enough money to go get groceries from the store? And so it's typically an indication of a bad habit that you're not money managing your money well. And so you constantly have to check the bank account to, to see if you feel like you have enough money to, to do the things that you need to do to pay the bills you need to pay. 
But then you offered, drum roll please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I check it and and I want to add in because I have not, I have untied my emotions to my money. Right. And I think that when people are checking when with those examples that you gave, their emotions are very much tied to their money. Right. Like, oh, I don't have enough money for this. And it's a very negative and very stressful environment to be in where because I've worked through a lot of things, I don't have my emotions tied to that. And so I'm checking daily um, for a couple of reasons. I want to make sure that there's no fraud or anything that's happened. We've had our bank accounts compromised a couple of times. Makes me a little bit more hyper aware. Um, you know, we do travel a lot. Um, there are some kind of shady people out there, you know, and um, I'd be lying to say I trusted everybody. I don't. And so I do check my bank, both banks, business and personal every day, just to make sure that the the transactions on there are in fact ours. Mm. Um and then I also check because I do my tracking. I I do have my plan. I feel like I manage my money very well. Um, but part of that managing it is to see, okay, what has been paid? Yep. Perfect. When I didn't do that, there were periods of time that maybe a debit card expired, right? And I've got something sent to an automatic payment. And when I wasn't checking to see what was being pulled and what was coming out, um, there were times where I was late on payments because my debit card expired. And and I was like, you know what? I don't like that feeling. I don't want a late payment. I had the money, but I wasn't aware that my debit card expired. And so part of my daily tracking is to just make sure that the things that are supposed to be taken out today are are in fact taken out today, keeps me up to date and makes sure that I am paying things on time when I want. Yes. So I want to reiterate the really, really good money management habit that you just outlined. And that is reconciliation. Reconciling your bank statements to your planned purchases and, 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 or, you know, subscriptions, whatever those are, right? So that behavior of reconciliation, I, I, I've noticed it, it's basically gone away uh, with the checkbook, right? Back in the 70s and 80s, in the 90s, you had the checkbook and everybody was reconciling. When the paper statement came to their home, they were sitting down and, you know, they're going through all of their their checks in their check registry and their, in their they're making sure. And I feel like so many people have gotten away from that and they're not reconciling and just looking like, let's look at the bank statement. Let's make sure those are your transactions. Like you said, now doing that daily because of the reason why you're checking your checking account daily is reconciliation. Reconciliation is a really good habit. And if you're going to do it daily, great. I, on the other hand, I do that once every pay period. So Every 14 days, I'm looking back and I'm just kind of reconciling. Hey, did because I, I made the plan, right? And so, like, for instance, my car insurance comes out on the eighth of every month, right? And it comes directly out of the checking account. Well, I'm not always paid on the eighth. So, like, let's say I'm paid on the fifth. And so in my plan, it's like, hey, in three days, this money's gonna come out for my car insurance. Well, I don't go on the 8th and check and make sure it went through. But when I'm 
doing my next pay period, the first thing I do is I reconcile, hey, did that come out? Yep, it came out. It was the amount I expected it to be. It was the amount I expected it to be. And and then I move on, right? So that same habit of reconciliation, which is an important habit, is taking place. It's just taking place at a different time interval. Um, and there's no right or wrong way. I will say right. you would have a leg up on me. I won't know about fraud for about 14 days, give or take. <laughs> you would know about it a heck of a lot quicker. Mm. Well, you know, and I think that's where this is important to mention that just experiences really play into things too, right? And and what you've lived through in the past. And for me, I I don't like dealing with that. And so the, the quicker I can catch it, because it has happened more than I'd like to admit. Um, yeah. And so that's just one of the reasons. And that's a habit that I developed to, um, to feel like it was a protection for us. Right. And to make sure that I was just on top of it. And, and, um, I don't think that, as you said, there's nothing wrong with either way, but making sure that you're doing it in the healthy manner, right. That you're really not tying your emotions to it. You're not basing, I'm not basing my actions off of my bank account balance. Right. Right. I'm not looking at it and saying, Oh, I can't get groceries today. That's what we don't want you to be doing. We want you to know ahead of time what you are and are not doing, I'm just going through, as you said, reconciliation. I'm just double checking. It's the double check for me. Yep. Done. Done. Perfect. Fabulous. Literally two minutes. Yeah. Right. It's just a two minute <clears throat> task for me. And um, that's what helps me um, feel like I'm um, I'm managing well. Right. Yeah. And I'm getting ahead of anything that could could potentially throw a curveball. Yep. So it's so it's not even that. we started off talking about like, what would you do daily? And and you said daily, you're checking your bank account. And I said, and you're doing it for a very good reason. I said that usually it typically is an indication. So really when we come back down to it, it's not that this, first of all, it's not even about checking your bank account as much as it is checking your bank account for reconciliation and the reconciliation. It could happen daily. It could happen every pay period. I would strongly urge our listeners, do not go longer than a single pay period. If you're paid every two weeks, then you're reconciling every two weeks. If you get paid once a month, you can reconcile just once that month, but you don't want it to lapse over into another pay period. So reconciliation, it's going to look a little bit different for everybody, um, but according to your pay period would be my, like at most, if you want to do it more frequently, by all means, do it more frequently. Don't do it less frequently than every pay period. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, when I'm working with people, being honest, I do have them start off with daily because I think it helps us to see our money a little bit differently, mm-hmm. right? We start to see when things are actually coming out. Oh, I thought, and to your point, you had mentioned earlier, you know, I thought it was coming out on the 8th, but actually it's not getting pulled until the 12th, right? Or what have mm-hmm. you. And so I generally start out when I'm working with people to start not necessarily looking at the bank account for what is my balance, but looking to see when are things mm-hmm. being pulled, what are in, and it allows people to start recognizing their habits a lot sooner as well. It's not something that needs to stick around forever unless it's what you feel good about doing, right? Because you're managing and you're reconciling the way that I do. But I generally start people out on once a day 
um, going through these things to start to develop those new habits and to start to recognize what are our current behaviors. Yeah. Um, as you were saying that, I was thinking about some of the other things that you know we need to do and at like what frequency those things happen. So, you know, we talk about a plan all the time on this program. We'd like to you know, I'm a big believer. Everybody needs a plan. So how often are we writing the plan and sitting down and getting that mapped out for what the month for the pay period? Y'all know the answer is pay period. (laughs) It is. And you know, it really is based on how often you get paid. Right. And so if you get paid weekly, um, now I, you know, weekly, if you've got two incomes coming in and here's where it gets, um, I, I, I'm going to say it gets a little bit tricky for me to share this. If you've got two incomes coming in, one of you gets paid biweekly, the other one gets paid weekly, you know, maybe you could do your plan biweekly and not necessarily every week. Um, some people like to do weekly. So you have to really sit down with your spouse, your partner and figure out, okay, if we've got two incomes, you know, when are we working this, right? How, how do we want to um, put together our plan? So be flexible. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a certain way, but according to your pay period. So it could be weekly, it could be um, bi-week or bi-monthly, or it could be monthly, right? Depending on how often you get paid, that's when you're, you're putting your plan together, your budget, as they call them. Yeah. So I'm going to throw just a little bit of a curveball because I don't know if I've ever like explained like of course i want everybody planning their money according to their pay periods i just because i think that's going to be the most effective i think i think that's what's been missing from personal financial education for forever is we've always done it according to the month right but then there's these weird months like january of this year was a weird month that um for a lot of my clients, and when I, I switched back over to paying myself bi-weekly, I didn't get paid until the 13th of the month, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, that just makes things weird. And then I get paid on the 27th of the month in January, and it's like, well, that didn't really help me pay January's bills. If anything, that helped me to get ahead on February's bills. So I could pay the mortgage that's due February 1st on January 27th. And, and so that might all sound... Kind of like, yeah, duh, but I'll, t- I'll tell you, that, no, it's it's usually not that obvious. But here's the thing. So we're coming up on the month of March by the time our listeners are listening to this. In the month of February, about a week or so ahead of March, I will sit down with the wife and we will map out the month of March and see like what's that last pay period in February and what is that helping out with in March? I mean, because it's still according to that pay period. But then it's like, what do I get paid in March? Those two times. Okay. What gets paid out of those? So there's still, so we still sit down and kind of map out a month, but then we drill down to the pay period. And so what that allows us to do is by the time I actually get paid in March, whether it's early March, late March, what have you, it's the plans already set and Right before execution, like the day the money comes in, I'm about to just do everything the plan says. But Christina and I might review it one more time. Hey, has anything changed since when we sat down to do this? And anything we need to do differently? No, we're good. Execute. Then two weeks later, 
the plan which was written almost a month earlier, same thing. It's like, we know this. Anything change? Anything that we missed? No? All right, we're going to go and execute. So yeah, we're kind of budgeting every two weeks, but not really. We're budgeting for an entire month, the pay periods within that month. And then once those pay periods actually come upon us, it's a quick check-in. Hey, did anything change? Do we need to do anything different? No, we're still, this plan is still good. And then go out and execute that plan. Does that make sense? It does. And I think that's why I was, you know, kind of struggling to share it in because I do the same thing with clients. I do the same thing with myself. And, you know, when you're, you're, you're mapping out your month, but we are really showing what pay periods are taking care of what bills, right? And some of those bills, and I've shared before, you know, because the way I pay myself, you know, I get, I pay myself on the 10th and the 25th of the month. And so my budget period, right? If I get paid on the 25th of February and then my next pay period is March 10th, my budget period is from February 25th through March 9th, right? And so I'm still covering the rest of February's bills and the beginning of March's bills. But when I'm looking at my month as a total, right, I'm doing two full pay periods ahead. Yes. Right. And so, as you said, you know, it's it's just mapping it out. And that's why I tell people, please be flexible. Right. It, it's not a one size fits all. But until you get into your rhythm, it, it it can be a little tricky to figure out because it's a different way of looking at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so anytime we're looking at things a little bit differently, it can be a little bit tricky. I don't think it's once people see it and once you get it down, it's like, oh, this this clicks. This makes sense. This is awesome. But um I, I just want to say, you know, maybe working with somebody to help get on that, you know, to look at it mm-hmm. differently can be really beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like to remind my clients all the time that budgeting and managing money well is like learning any other new whatever, whether it's riding a bike, driving a car, whatever. You know, you're not going to be great at it right out the gate. You know, you're going to have some awareness. You're going to kind of know some things like, oh, I know to do this and I know to do that. Oh, I did not know to do this. Um, One of my favorite things is, I I mean, I really love and appreciate all of my clients, no matter what stages they're in. But there is something very special about when you first start a relationship with a client and you're helping them through that awkwardness of like, I've just never done it this way. I had no idea. And and so you put the first budget together. And then because of the way I meet with clients, I meet on or around pay payday, right? So let's say they get paid every two weeks. I'm meeting with clients every two weeks. So I meet with them two weeks later, probably checked in with them a couple of times throughout, right? But like meeting with them two weeks later, like, all right, so how bad is it? And they're like, how do you, how do, how do you know? Like, because you're new at this. And you're no good at it yet, but that's perfectly a-okay because you're going to get better and better and better and better. And so they're like, yeah, I totally forgot about this bill or I totally blew money over here that I wasn't supposed to or whatever. And and so then dust yourself off. You pick yourself back up. Just like if you were riding a bike and you fell off, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and let's just get back on and try it again. And so that that early stage of my relationship with clients is just a lot of fun to to 
Mm-hmm. Probably not for them. And I now I feel bad <laughs> even saying it, but like it's. A- <laughs> It is. And I think it's just, you know, I know for you, Nino, and certainly is for me that it's when it just clicks, right? And when people are given permission and they aren't made to feel like I'm an idiot because I didn't know this, right? Mm-hmm. When when they're given permission to make these mistakes, they're given permission to fall off, right? Because we know, you and I know it's going to happen. They know it's going to happen, but they don't feel good about it right? We know it's going to happen and we do feel good about it because we know that that's the only way change really occurs, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that the that the, there's such a great opportunity that when things start clicking and to see it in their face, right? And to see the stress start to, to be reduced, to see them start communicating better and just feeling these, the, the weights being lifted. Yeah. I love that. Hmm. I love it because this is not something that is taught and certainly not taught the way that you and I teach it. That's right. That is right. So we've talked about, um, we kind of started talking about like, what do you do daily? What do you do weekly? What has kind of unfolded and shifted? I think I just want to call it out for our listeners. If it's if it isn't obvious is it's not necessarily about what you're doing daily or weekly, but figuring out the, the behaviors that are tied to managing money well, and then figuring out how often should I be doing those behaviors. Um, but when we think about things uh, that need to happen semi annually or annually to manage money well, what do you got for our listeners there, Sarah? Yeah. And, you know, I just want to pull out, though, you had mentioned it, but we didn't really call it out is meeting with your your partner, your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. You do it by pay period. Yeah. When I start working with clients, I generally ask them to do it at least once a week to have that, you know, that budget meeting, their their money meeting. So I just want to we didn't really highlight that, but it's a really important piece of this is to stay on track with your partner and to make sure that you're opening up lines of communication around money. And so um, you had mentioned it. you and Christina do that, yeah. um, you know, by by pay period, you know, when you're writing your budgets and everything. But I just want to call it out for the listeners that that's a really important piece. I say start off weekly. It can morph, you know, depending on where you're at. Um, But I don't want to forget that piece. Um, You know, biannually, some things that I like to do is check in um, with what did I set out for? Like, did I have like kind of a big money goal that we were working on this year? Um, did we say that we were going to be saving up for a vacation? Where am I at with um, our Christmas savings? You know, some of those larger, those different sinking funds. Um, so really checking in more with some of the bigger things, yeah. you know, um, And depending on where you're at financially, I know, Nino, a lot of your clients have maybe more discretionary funds that they don't need the whole year to save up for, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just going to call out, you know, Christmas, for example, a lot of the clients that I work with do, I myself save every single month for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I just like to check in, you know, sometimes not necessarily every six months, but maybe every four to five, just so I, if I need to make adjustments, it gives me a little bit more time to do that. But looking at, Um, what are my big goals? What am I working towards for the year? Another thing I also look at 
is my investments, right? Where am I? Am I on track for, um, you know, maxing out my Roth accounts? Or where am I on track for, you know, my my contributions to, um, you know, other accounts? Because at about the six month mark, it gives you a good opportunity again to make those adjustments so you can mm -hmm. actually max them out if that's what your goal is. Um, or if you've contributed too much, right, and you're going to max out, then to cut that back so I can then, you know, um, divert those funds into another account. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love checking in on progress towards the bigger goals, right? Whether that's debt elimination. And so maybe, um, what I love to do with clients early on is kind of map out a timeline of when they'll be out of debt and maybe some milestones along the way. Right. So, um, I won't go into the, the rabbit hole of paying off your debt in phases, but at New Money Habits, we believe that paying off your debt can happen in phases. And so, you know, we might be tracking how far are you through this phase, or, you know, maybe we had you on a plan where in four months you were going to be out of phase one and transitioning to phase two. So if you're checking in six months later, it's like not only did we get you through phase one as promised? Look at that. You're in phase two and maybe you're farther along than you were, or maybe you're not where you are wanted to be and, and kind of exploring why that is. So um, I love tracking all of those things. One of the other things that can happen like semi-annually or annually, Christina and I just sat down and uh, at the beginning of the year, and we looked at all of the subscriptions that we have and started having conversations about like, do we really need or want these things anymore? Do they align to our values? And that is not something I would have asked myself without having <laughs> been on this podcast with you, Sarah. So thank you for that. Um, but, you know, I think it's, we look at these subscriptions and some of them are $7.99 a month. Some of them are $14.99 a month. And it's not the $8 or the $15 that makes or breaks our budget, but it's like, are, are we spending money where we want to spend? And can I tell you, um, we looked at some of those and not only did we identify ones we wanted to cancel, but we talked about it and we were like, there are some organizations that we believe in that maybe we want to start giving money to those organizations. So talk about aligning to values. So it's it's time to cancel these. And mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to put that money towards debt or whatever. Like, no, you know what? Like, we know that we can still kind of handle these, these amounts or whatever. So let's find some organizations that we want to support so that our money aligns more to our values. So uh, again, I, I thank you for bringing that perspective to mine and Christina's uh, finances where we could, we could have the conversation that way it, because we could probably easily added these charitable organizations and say like, Oh yeah, like let's start giving to these organizations we believe in. But it was also nice to be like, yeah, but let's also get rid of these other things because they just don't, aligned to what we're trying to accomplish here. Well, I love, I love hearing that because it's not the dollar amount, right? It, it, for me, it's all about how can I feel good with my money story? Right. And, yes. and I'm creating these new chapters and how can I feel good about this? And, 
If something isn't in alignment, then we feel icky. We might not know exactly what it is, right? But we know that something doesn't feel right. We know that we're spending money in a way that's just, right? And it doesn't matter if it's $3 or it's 300. The amount doesn't matter. It's the feeling that comes along with it. And so if we can make those little shifts, right? And just as you guys did, um, it makes me so happy that it's not about adding or subtracting necessarily. It's about really becoming in alignment with what you truly value in life and what makes you feel good. And um, it, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a powerful place to be that I think a lot of us miss it. I did for many, 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 many years. Um, and so when I started living really according to my values, Again, it's about that experiencing life and just seeing things from a different vantage point. And I love it. So I love that you guys had that conversation. Yeah. Uh, again, I thank you for kind of prompting uh, the foundation of that conversation. Um, and it was it was a really cool one to have. You know, mm. we, it got us really excited about um, some of the things that, we think 2023 has in store for us. Mm. Wow. So that, I mean, that's, I'm intrigued now. Like <laughs> we, we might have to do an episode, Nino of, of, I mean, if you'd be open to it, an episode oh, of, of just uh, sharing what we're, we're, we're working on towards uh, for the, the year and, and what we want our futures to look like. Yeah. I, I think that would make for a great conversation in an upcoming episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll note that we'll notate that down and <laughs> our listeners can, you know, uh, anticipate uh, a great conversation about what uh, kind of personally, what we're trying to accomplish in 2023 and just mm-hmm. how we go about that. So. Awesome. Which real quick ties into what do you do anything specifically yearly with your budget? Do you have um, yearly things that you check in with? So again, this might this might be like yearly or it could even be semi-annually. But another one is um, and, and Christina and I talked about this as we were going through the subscriptions. And that is mm-hmm. it is time to call our Internet provider and negotiate better rates. It's time to call our TV provider and negotiate better rates. It's time to call our auto insurance company and negotiate better rates. So that's another thing where, um, you know, if you kind of track it and watch it, either they'll give you like a 12 month promotional uh, uh, pricing. And then all of a sudden you see that it, it jumped back up. That's your indication. It's time to call again. And, and connect with the loyalty department and say, I love your service. I just don't love your prices. And they'll be like, okay, we'll take good care of you. <laughs> I love that. And I don't think that that's something that most people do often enough, right? You don't want to overdo it, you know, mm-hmm. but I think once a year or a couple of times a year, that's really important to, um, you know, to call and negotiate those, um, those fees. One thing I think, you know, that we do yearly is I look back and I, because, you know, sometimes some of those yearly subscriptions and I'm going to throw out Amazon, you know, that, 
they adjust. It's only a one a, once a year that I pay it, right? But the amount changes. And sometimes I forget, when did I pay that last, right? Mm-hmm. And so I like to go back through my last year's, um, the, the previous year's worth of budgets and to say, okay, what were these yearly expenses? What were they then? Right. When do they come out? Make sure that I've got them in the, um, you know, the the calendar in the appropriate budget. I also look and say, you know, were there birthdays that I missed that I don't want to miss? Or were there birthdays that kind of snuck up? Is there a new birthday in the family? Is there a new wedding or an anniversary? Right. Mm -hmm. Really looking at what do I what am I anticipating coming up this year that hasn't happened in the previous year? Right. Um, And sometimes they're little, but you know, I, for me, I like to anticipate I'm the planner, right? I kind of want to know ahead of time what's, what's happening. So I want to be able to map these things out. Um, and really, I just call it looking ahead at my year, right? And what's happening each month, making sure that, um, you know, if we're traveling differently or maybe the kids come to see us, so budget, you know, groceries are going to be a little bit different. Maybe there's some it's just about looking ahead, right, at the year and saying, okay, what did I forget last year? But what's changing this upcoming year? And let me make sure that I've got it in my plan going forward. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's so interesting. You said, is there a new birthday? And now you got me thinking like one of my uh, nieces is about to have a child. And it's like, yeah, we're going to have mm-hmm. to like budget in for the uh, the new celebration every year. And so really kind of sitting down and just looking ahead and, and kind of asking yourself mm-hmm. like whose birthday, like if you're, if you're doing this at the end of the one calendar year and you're looking ahead and you're like, all right, who's got birthdays in January, February, March, who's got an anniversary. How do I want to show up for those people? Is it is something as simple as a card that's going out, but I do need to budget for going out and getting cards and, and mailing those off or whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. also c- considering like the newness, you know, did somebody get married? And so now there's an anniversary that's added to each year. Um, and then thinking through how you're going to fund something like that, because f- I'll tell you for me, like Christina has it in her calendar, everybody's birthdays and all that stuff. And so when we're sitting down in say February to plan for March, we're looking ahead at March. Okay. Who has birthdays, whatever. And then we just budget then. But what you might find is when you're doing this annually, as you're suggesting, that maybe I know in August, three of my siblings have birthdays in August. And one of my nephew's birthday is in August. So like August is just like bombarded with a bunch of uh, people's birthdays and whatnot. So it it might not be wise for us to wait until July to plan mm-hmm. And budget for August birthdays, maybe having some type of um, plan that has us saving over time might be more appropriate. And the only way you would know that is if you're sitting down like you suggested and looking ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it depends. I think there's more flexibility if you have more discretionary funds. Um, You know, I've been really honest. I don't have a ton of discretionary funds. Our budget is pretty set. Um, and we live that way on purpose, but to, for me to feel more comfortable, I need to look ahead, 
right? Because I don't have as many discretionary funds. And so I don't like my budget to fluctuate so much each month. I like to keep it kind of as even keel as possible. And so for me, um, I definitely create like a birthdays or, you know, events budget, right? And and we actually loop that into our miscellaneous category. Um, because another point that you said there, Nino, that I really want to highlight is how do you want to show up for those events? It doesn't mean that you have to, right? You get to decide how you show up for each of those. Um, and just because you did something last year or didn't do something last year does not mean it needs to be the same this upcoming year. Right. I really want to hit that point home for people that you get to decide how you show up for these things. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. I'm just going to leave it as that. You decide how you want to show up for them. But if you want to show up in a certain way, then you need to plan for it. Yep. Yep. Love it. I think there's a lot of great information for our listeners to, to kind of chew on and, and think about, you know, these different, these different habits like bank reconciliation, like creating a plan ahead of time, both for the month, the pay period, but also for the year. Um, and then these, these tips and tricks about, um, you know, tracking progress towards debt tracking progress towards saving and investing. Um, all, all really good stuff. And I'm glad we had the conversation, but uh, I want to invite our listeners. Like if you're, if you're like, wow, there's, there's just so much and, and I don't know where to begin. I want to remind you that both Sarah and I offer a free discovery session to sit down with us so that we can discover what you are trying to accomplish and help you map a plan to achieve those goals you can visit the show notes to click a link to schedule time with Sarah, myself, or any one of the new money habit coaches. Um, always appreciate the conversation, Sarah. I always learn something. I think that's where we'll end it for this episode of the new money habits podcast. And we'll continue this conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the new money habits podcast brought to you by new money habits and keeping up with the Joneses financial coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.